Love is an operating tool left inside your sewn-up wound, throbbing forever beneath the scar, spilling guts you'll shove back in the bell jar. I'm an insane, sexual shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horpod. Welcome to Horror Pod. <laughs> Today is a unique day in Horror Pod land because this is the first time I've had someone on the podcast that I'm just meeting. Although I, we've been connecting energetically for a while, mm-hmm. but I have a confession. <gasps> Tell I'm me. Terrib- I'm terrible at introducing people, so I I want you to introduce you. Tell us who you are, but I feel like people already know you. Oh, thanks. I I feel like we for sure have crossover listeners, or we are about to after we do each other's podcasts. Um, I'm Angela Lovell. I host, I'm a witch, a psychic. Um, I'm technically a sex magic expert now, which is what, uh, there's nobody for me to talk about sex magic with, so I'm so excited that we have found each other. Um, I am a best-selling author. Um, I started a new company for phone psychic stuff, and I have two podcasts. I have Dear Witchy Poo, and where I answer letters and get really real. And I have This Is Where the Magic Happens with Ryan Singer, which we are on hiatus right now. We're both trying to be grown-up people and start, like, real jobs. Well, build companies, I guess, is what we're essentially doing. We're being, like, super – we're going, like, full Virgo this year. Beautiful. (laughs) I love it. What is your sign? Oh, What are your top three? Sagittarius, Sag Sun and Rising, and a Leo Moon. So I can be a real nightmare. (laughs) Oh, I, I love both of those energies. You're Virgo. What's your um what are your sun and or your moon and rising? I'm a Virgo sun, a Virgo rising, Ooh. and an Aries moon. Oh my I'm god. Like, I have like four Virgo shit in my chart. I'm not an astrologer mm-hmm. and it's kind of my weakest point, but I'm the messiest Virgo around. So I, I don't know how that. the Buck, it ended up in four parts of my chart and uh-huh. I am unorganized. Yeah, it feels like I can mentally compart things and I'm like mentally organized. But if you come around me, it's like a constant tornado. <laughs> Aries and- moon. Yeah, I like to nest a lot too. Wherever I go, I just drop items, clothes, food, teeth, <laughs> herbs. It's refreshing though, especially I can't believe you have a Virgo rising as well as sun and you're able to give into but you know what is do you know what your your what your north node is in? 
I think Virgo. <gasps> oh my God. I mean, no, I know this is like insane. It is, but it's really refreshing. Um, my cousins, who I'm really close with, they're like my sisters. They're both Virgos. And oh my God, the one is like you with Aries Moon. And she's my business partner as well now. And I love how organized she is, but she just moved into a house that she bought without ever having seen it, like almost a half million dollar house. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, because Virgo is the mutable earth. So you guys yeah. are like, the fun earth. I love all earth, especially in woman form, especially in woman. Form. Oh my God. Cap woman. Um, but Virgo is like, cause Sag is also the mutant. We got Gemini, Pisces, we're all the mutables. So we're like the fun creative. So it would make sense if any earth sign was going to drop their stuff everywhere it'd be Virgo. Yes. I like, I have very few experiences with Sagittarius. Really? Honestly. But but when I connected with them, I feel we've just blasted into outer yeah. space immediately. Um, I found myself in Maine, like on the East Coast in Maine. I'm from Denver. So Maine is like a different world to me. And I did not ever have experience being on the East Coast. And I was there by myself in an insane snowstorm. And I was walking around uh, trying food. And I don't always like, let myself enjoy food and I can be mean to myself about it. But the night I was there, my friend had an uncle who was a chef there. And she's like, just go try all of these restaurants. So I went to this restaurant and she's like, order these like six plates. And I thought they were like baby plates. <laughs> and I ordered six meals by myself at a bar. And it was a crazy snowstorm. And then there was this beautiful man in a suit sitting in the corner of the bar. This was years ago. And I like, I was so embarrassed because I had six ginormous plates of food in front of me and I was eating them. And he came and sat with me and he was like, I'm a Sagittarius. And I was like, perfect. Will you please eat with me and I like <laughs> gave him four or five plates and then I brought him back to my hotel and I don't know why I'm confessing all no no I love it right go now. on and we're uh, all was, living vicariously through this story so <laughs> and I'm living vicariously through it now because I have been trapped inside for a hot minute and so I brought him back to my hotel. I was there for a midwife training and I brought him back to my hotel and we had sex for three days and we talked and he just was like, we're going to go to all of these places in the world. Oh my God. And it's going to be amazing. So Sagittarius. And, and my, I was supposed to fly back to Denver and I missed my flight, which was in Boston. I was supposed to wake up early and go to Boston from Portland, Maine, and I missed it. And he had to pay $400 for an Uber. Oh, my <laughs> God. catch some flight in Boston. And we had all of these life plans, and I've never heard or seen him again, but it was, like, an amazing yep. four days. And whenever I hear about Sagittarius, that's just, like, the wild, adventurous energy I think of. That is definitive Sag. What you just described and painted, that is – and also, like, yeah, I'll come back to your hotel and have sex with you for three days. <laughs> so. I, and I, like – I, that was one of my first experiences like that. I did I like would hook up with people when I was in my 20s, like early 20s and teenage years, but I feel like that was way more 
self-destructive and Mm -hmm. like alcohol driven and this was more like I'm gonna sit with six plates of food yeah and love my body yep share this food with this random Sagittarius and then bring him home so he can please my vagina for four days and then take a really expensive uber home oh my god this is we might cut out all of this but this is how I'm introduced (gasps) I think this is like totally both of us but also I love it it's such a joyful story and it's so funny because what did I I read something recently and it was like women bashing women for um for casual hookups and I was like there's love in there though I mean there's there is self-deprecation but I mean I did so much of my most important healing by hooking up and oh I definitely want to talk to you about that because we're gonna talk about witchcraft and deities for sex magic and Okay. So how did you become a witch? What does that mean to you? Were you born a witch? Yes, I was born a witch and I was a very uh I don't want to I don't want to like talk too much about my past life cuz I just am very self-conscious about it. So a lot of people know who that person was. Um but I was a witch in that life and that was pretty recent. I was actually like a quadruple Virgo in the life before that. So I've gotten I've got two lifetimes that I'm sure of going back. Um And that's one of my specialties for readings is like doing people's past lives. And it's very interesting because you only ever see the past life you're supposed to know about. You're not really supposed to know about all of them. And some people, this is their first time here. They were on other planets and other places. So I was always a witch. I think, um, I don't know. It just feels like an inherent part of who I am. And I it's not like Wicca. I don't want to join a club. I don't feel left out of which things. I don't like all the baby witch, real witch. Like, um, I'm also not super keen on anybody getting to call themselves a witch. I do think you need to be doing work to call yourself. I mean, like, it's like when I first moved to LA, I would meet people and I'd say, oh, what do you do? And they'd say, I'm a screenwriter. And they like wrote a script one time and they call themselves a writer and they have no passion for it. You know what I mean? And as a writer, it would make me insane. And I'd be like, you know what? It's like catching a fish one time and calling yourself a fisherman. So I feel like witchcraft deserves to be investigated, deserves to be explored. But also I took years off from it. And I was like, I and this will, I think, resonate with you. I gave my power away, you know, which I feel is a very mm, like Christian thing to do. And it's so fun because my cousin just moved here and I'm now I have two children that I get to two children. I fucking love so much. Um, the amazing, brilliant children who I get to help shape. And she just lets me go off about this stuff. So they weren't raised. None of us were really raised with religion. We were very lucky in that sense, but I'm, they don't understand Christianity and they have friends who are Christian and I'm telling them all the time, like, Find your power. Hold on to your power. People are going to try to take it from you. You know, bullies, that's what bullies are doing. They, they want to eat your power. And I feel like Christianity, especially with the like, don't touch your genitals. Don't let other people touch your genitals. You, of all people, know what I'm talking about as far as the power from sex and sex magic. And being a witch is getting to do that independent of everything else. Like I cast a circle and I go to town and most of it's funny because like I'm starting, I'm trying to like manifest more again. I used to be a big manifester and I've just been healing old wounds, which is very 2020 for a lot of people. We all got a big download of our childhood trauma that we can let go of. I think a lot of the traumas we choose 
because they're going to shape us and they're going to help us. But man, I mean, lately I've just been doing so much healing and finally this full moon, I'm actually going to do manifestation magic again. But yeah, witchcraft is all about independence for me and power. I, I know somebody who's like a really great gifted witch. Um, and he always says like getting eclectic is fine. Applying your own stuff is fine. Learn the basics first. Because as a witch who's been practicing my whole life, even inadvertently as a child, I would make potions and I was sure I had power and I was sure mixing these things would do stuff. Um, but I have fucked up love spells and ruined my life for like five years. I ruined my life once with a <laughs> dumb ass love spell, which I, you know, we can talk about at some point, but like, I'm all about people doing whatever they want as long as they know what they're doing. Manipulating other people can be pretty heavy-handed. So I do advise against that. Fuck love spells, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why? All you have to do – like if you want love, just, there are so many easy ways to just call in. And when I do a love spell now, which I don't know, maybe I'll do it again someday. <laughs> just like It's been two years since I've even had sex. So I – have totally wiped the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do plenty of sex magic for one, but I just cut everybody out. Like all these guys who half-assed or showed me who they were and said they changed. I was like, no, I don't, I don't believe you did. And I also started to trust my gut more. And my psychic awakening was a couple years ago and it's just been getting better and better. And I'm very picky about even friendships that I let in at this level because I don't want to mess up all the shit I have going on now. So I've become so much more discerning. But like you can do a fabulous love spell easily to just open the floodgates. And like right now I'm kind of like, well, you know what? I'd like some attention. So why don't I just do some glamour magic and just call in some attention? Because it's been so long. But the manipulating, yeah. you know, like manipulating a person that there's no consent. I mean, let's keep that word alive. <laughs> and yeah. It's just, you will fuck yourself up. And I did everything right. And then one little thing that was out of my control went wrong with my love spell. And man, it messed me up. I was. What, what do you was the little type? thing? Yeah. Well, well, if you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was such a dumb thing because I knew he would have come back. And it was just this fucking Aquarius musician in Pittsburgh. And. I knew he was going to come back because he was already coming back. And I was like, let me just do a little love spell, get him back in here. And I had it going and it was like a couple days long. My landlord came to my apartment where I had a crazy ass altar going and blew out my candles. Oh, and, no. and I'm sure he looked upon it with disdain, like this fucking crazy bitch is a witch. <laughs> so like it just... It was so bad and it was a binding spell. So it turned into basically like a hurricane in my life. And for five years, I could not undo it. There are other things too. I talked to, I just talked about this one on Dear Witchy Poo, but like, you know, getting a man's semen, you can own him. It's funny because <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's harder for male witches to do it to us for some reason. And I feel like, oh, this is where the, the playing field is leveled out, you know? But yeah, you, I tell guys all the time, do not leave used condoms in a witch's house because we tuck that shit away for a rainy day. I haven't, I've resisted <laughs> the urge. Well, also it's been two years, but yeah, semen is potent. There's so much weird shit you can do with a person's toenail clippings or their hair. I mean, 
your oh, face right now. <laughs> I, I wish I, I love the sound of two witches cackling. Oh my God. My cousin said her kids just said that I have a cackle, not a laugh. And like, they can't hear the TV when we watch it, but they can hear me cackling at it. Um, what are some things you could do with semen? Oh my God. Um, my favorite one is this uh, Santeria thing where you got to get a lily bulb, but it is so easy. And I have used it now two times. And it's really hard because I did, I went through a very childish phase where I would break up with a man and if he was okay with it, I needed to get him back. And I have a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart. And this is like some Scorpio shit. Also, it is Sagittarius as well. But I would go through a breakup, one and back. And I did this to my ex-fiance a very long time ago. And we're still very close. And he remarried but, and I've told him what I did to him with this lily bulb and his semen. And I mean, it was so effective. He wouldn't see me. And this was when I lived in New York and uh, he was in our old apartment, Chelsea. And I, I called him and I said, I have to use the bathroom so bad. Please let me up. And you know, in New York, it's like, where you, if you're lucky enough to find a Barnes and Noble, but you don't want to go into Starbucks. I mean, there's like pee outside is your best option. And, um, he let me up and in his bathroom, I lit this shit on fire and he wouldn't even look at me when I walked in. When I walked out, he tore off my clothes and that was it. He could never be away from me again. I mean, the stuff is so, and it's also, it comes down to like how much you want it. Also who you're working with. Like there are people who try to ask Hakate for men and it's, she has no interest in that. You know, like that's, it's, this is also why it's so important for people to learn their basics and like learn who will work with them for love. But uh, yeah. the one I really like for a good self-love one that I love doing and I haven't done it in a long time. And I mean, I used this thing to call in a specific man who was very intimidated by me. He was my brother's friend and he was like this hot Leo firefighter. And I was I was home from school for the summer and I was like, oh, it'd be so great if we could just hook up a little bit. So, and this, you know, he's never going to like be with his best friend's sister. So I did this love spell on him and it's so easy. I mean, ideally you get those, you know, whatever, whoever you're attracted to, they make male, female candles with like full on nude genitals out. You get, you, you get the one to represent you and then you get the one to represent the person you want to enchant. And I mean, it's very manipulative, but manipulative, but you carve their name in the back of this thing. And I always asked Aphrodite for this stuff. And even like I used it for my wisdom teeth because I didn't want to hurt. And all my family had these horrible wisdom teeth experiences with their teeth being impacted. I did the same spell for that just for pleasure. It's just like a basic pleasure spell. And it blew my dentist's mind. I had I didn't have to take any of the Vicodin or whatever he gave me. I was in no pain. It was bizarre. But you basically do it, um, I want to say it's the three days leading up to the full moon that I usually do it, and you dress the candles. This is where you can like go off the road, like whatever it is that you want to call in, whatever herbs resonate with you, you dress them in the oil and the herbs, and then you face them about um, two feet apart from each other, and you light them. You, I call an Aphrodite. I mean, I also, they should be pink or red based on whether you just want to fuck this person or you want them to love you. I'm telling you how to manipulate someone. So I'm going to tell you the way to not do it this way as well. If you want to manipulate <laughs> someone, it's fine. It's your karma, you know, <laughs> like, but um, I did do this spell. You masturbate to it, like right in front of your altar. And right when you're about to orgasm, you cut yourself off. 
and you do this uh, two nights and then the third night you give into the orgasm and you do it as an offering to Aphrodite. You should definitely, I like to write my own poems to the deities personally. Uh, you can find what other people say to them and that's fine too. Um, but the first time I did this spell, this guy who was so shy, wouldn't even like come to our house to hang out, would only see my brother on the outside because he just had like, he would just get all, he, oh, he was so cute. He was just like a big dreamy teddy bear. He would get so nervous around me. He couldn't look at me or talk to me. He called me moments after I orgasmed on my bedroom floor. And That's I mean, wild. it is, it's sex magic is so powerful. Um, but he called me and I said, oh, my brother's not here. And he was like, oh, I was actually calling to talk to you. What? That never happened. We went to the movies. We went to the beach. It was amazing. And while we were on an actual date that night, that night, I realized I don't really like him. I was just bored, which is so Sagittarius. Oh my God. I mean, that should be a cautionary <laughs> tale, but it was, it was amazing. And then I did it again just for my wisdom teeth. Um, and I did, what did I do? Cause I did do the man, but I think I carved maybe pleasure or pain-free or something into the man just because that resonates. That's, I masturbate to men. So I used a man candle, but you can do it for anything. I mean, just right now with lockdown and all of this nightmare, you can carve whatever you want to that candle, you know, happiness, attention on Instagram, whatever you need and just move them. <laughs> oh, and this is key too. You want to move them closer and closer until they're like nose to nose and then you burn them all the way down. And you only I burn love them. Candle magic. I do too. I do too. And you only burn them until you almost come. And then you put the snuff out the flames with your fingers. Don't use it. I mean, you can, but it's just feel the burn, you know, literally feel the burn. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. That's so good. I um, preach heavily um, against love spells. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. tell us exactly how to do a love <laughs> I spell. Like, I if anyone too. ever. If anyone ever calls me for a reading um, about a love spell, I go deeper into their energy field mm -hmm. and their trauma um, just because I know for myself the moments I've really wanted to do a love spell, it was a trauma response. I didn't realize it yes. was a trauma response, but it was part of my own codependency yep. and frantic nature and fear of abandonment. Yes, I say this all the time. Why do you want someone who doesn't want you? I mean, yeah. I had to say it to myself a few times and it was always that. It was always trauma. And I'm a survivor of extreme sexual abuse from childhood as well as um, sexual assault as an adult. And I know that this is my soul contract. Like I came in wanting to learn self-respect. And in my last lifetime, I didn't. In my last lifetime, I let my partner walk all over me, cheat on me. Just I just kept pumping up babies and doing whatever he wanted. And I would get mad and disappear for a day and come right back. And I met him in this life. And he cheated on me one time that I know of. And I had to end it. I mean, I considered not ending it, but I had to because it's like I learned this fucking lesson. And even now, when I have considered putting a love spell on somebody, it always goes back. Like it's like a mirror. Like yeah. you need to enchant yourself. You need to love yourself. Get yourself to love you back. Yeah. I love love spells for our own body, mm -hmm. our own healing. And I'm just realizing so much of how I've conducted in life was brain damage and a trauma response. 
I didn't consider myself someone with brain damage because I had really amazing grades and I was thriving intellectually. But I'm just learning like that my frontal cortex of my brain is not fully developed because of extreme PTSD and trauma. So I went to the doctors and they said, and this was like a few years ago when I got this spit test for my cortisol levels. And they were explaining that my cortisol levels are five times higher than that, than they should be than the average person. And it's almost just like my body was always in this fight or flight. So when I found a partner who I felt safe with, who I, you know, relatively safe with, (laughs) um, we were like getting fucked up all the time and he randomly moved to California and I, I thought I was going to die. Like I, cause he was what I was considering family Uh and I like rushed to the witch store and got candles and they're just like, and talked like met with witches, like got in a circle with them. And I made other witches do the candle dressing for me with me as I talked about like my trauma, but it was all about getting him back. And they're like, Mm -hmm. don't you want to do like a banishing spell? And I was like, no, get him back here. And we did the candle and he came right back. Like as soon as the candle burnt out, he was there and it was a tumultuous. <laughs> yeah. It's like pet Years. cemetery. You know, you bring yeah. the cat back to life and now it's go- It's rotting and decaying. And you're like, I don't want this fucking cat. I wanted the other cat. It's over. After you do a love yeah. spot, it changes everything. Even the ex I have who I did the the first one on, you know, I, I, I try to talk to him about it because I've done stuff. Uh, kind of, I've kind of unbinded him. Not, not well enough. I should really sit down and do that. But like, I can't, I went to his wedding and at his wedding, he came up to me in tears and like crying after he got married and said, my life is over. I can't wait to see what you become. And I was like, oh God, this is because I used your semen. (laughs) I fucked you up. And I'm, I'm an 11 um, in numerology. So we only have instant karma. And after I did that to him, I had a very tough time, like feeling love, getting love. I threw all my love shit out of whack. So I think it's behind me now. And I, I, it's love spells are not good. And I understand too, the desperation, especially you know, if people are going to do it, well, they'll learn a lesson from it. Like you'll learn, yeah. you you won't get what you want, but you'll learn. And that's what we're here for. So, I mean, do them or don't. Yeah. And I didn't realize at the time that my desperation, which I thought was for him, was really for myself. Yep. For my own healing. Yep. And it was so scary for me to sit alone in this apartment. And I was like way younger, hotter had uh-huh. a whole apartment but in you don't Denver. Know. You don't even know. I didn't know. And I just was like crying on the floor for weeks. And I wish I would have went to therapy. I wish mm-hmm. I would have went and got some EMDR or oh my some God. somatic therapy because I can look back now and see that this was really correlated to my own sexual abuse. My yes. Own, the own violence I've experienced. Because although I'm overtly sexual person, it's very hard for me to feel safe with people sexually. And I read 
bodies, like my magic is reading the body and going so deep into other people's timelines by just feeling in their body. So when I'm fucking random people, (laughs) it's like, it can be really magical and cool, but it's also just like a shit show. It's like we're doing constant intertwining spells with each other. And yeah, I think I've told this story before, but it ends up in a lot of like masculines bawling. And they feel like they're in love because we just healed some timelines. Yes. And also when you have – and I am am, – I mean like the last guy I was with, I did have sex with him on our first date. I mean we went to lunch and then our first date date, I totally fucked him. And I didn't mean to. I was like, we're just going to masturbate and kiss. And nope, I couldn't. (laughs) I just had to fuck him. And I think that's totally fine. And then it had nothing – it had no – it didn't like – change what our relationship would have been because having sex with someone right away doesn't really do that. I don't believe if you're, if you're, if you're with the right person and you just met 20 minutes ago and you want to go have sex, it doesn't mean that you won't stay together. I hate that pressure that's put on women. Like you got to treat it like a prize and not give it up. And we trick them into wanting us more because they can't fuck us. I hate that. At the same time, I will say, um, I tell women all the time, like make him get tested before you have sex with not a condom because Men will do literally anything, including go get their blood tested to fuck us without condoms. So I'm like all about (laughs) using it against them then. But um, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, sex. The only reason I ever feel like people should – and I knew that guy was one of my soulmates and and we had very strong messages for each other and then they ended. But um, the only reason I ever like wait to have sex with somebody is because it's so easy to confuse do I like them with – do I like the way this feels? Like, oh, I feel so amazing because sex is so amazing. But, and I'm maybe, maybe like a little too extreme in that lately because I have just shut it down. I mean, I even made out with this gorgeous man like a year ago. It was right before COVID and didn't do it. I just was like guarded. And and I think it's important to, to read those signals coming from yourself too. You know, trust your gut because it's the same thing. You know, you're a light worker. You know, you're an energy worker. It's yeah. really hard to get clean of somebody after you get that intimate. Yeah. It's confusing because I go through different phases where I, I have to be really in my own energy. But then there's moments where I am a firm believer of sacred one night stands. Oh, yes. And, and even the energy that we can have amazing sex with someone and allow our bodies to feel good, offer them pleasure as ritual, mm-hmm. and then never have to talk again. Like I, I never talked to the it. Sagittarius guy again. Nope. And that didn't make me sad. I didn't feel abandoned or hurt. It felt sometimes I think teachers come in at just the right moment. And I am really starting to believe there are no humans. I think that we all have been like brainwashed to think we're this like human experience Uh going to go to college, live, die. And I think we're witches, wizards, aliens, angels, fairies, dwarves, gods, in these human bodies. And I feel like he was just this God that showed up um, when I was like 
being gluttonous with all of these yeah. plates of food and he like shared magic with me and even in just those four days of like having sex with a random person and so <laughs> I felt like I looked really hot that night but we went back to the hotel and I don't know I just was like oh my god my vagina's not shaved which it like never is <laughs> so I don't know and it's red and curly oh my uh, god. So, so I just like he was probably over the moon about that well I didn't show him I went <laughs> into the shower and started like frantically trying to shave my whole vagina which is a lot of work to try to quickly do in a hotel shower and he came into the shower as I was shaving my bush (laughs) and I didn't realize I had snot dripping down my face so that's how literally engrossed you were in getting rid of your pubic hair (laughs) it's so embarrassing this is not the only time I've tried to randomly hook up with someone with and trying to shave my vagina. Okay. Well, first I have to tell you about the snot going down my face. Yes. So the snot was coming down and he stood in the shower and he's like really hot, like very out of my league hot. And as I'm shaving my bush, I didn't realize there was snot. And he was just like, your face, <laughs> your face. And then he wiped off my snot and made out with me, which oh is so God. gross. We're so gross. That's just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but it like made me feel like loved in a moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that sounds, no. it didn't feel creepy. It didn't feel invasive. I felt like here's, and then I only had half of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> so like I had half of a bush and he wiped the snot off and I was like, oh, I love him. And yeah. not, I love him. Like, oh, we're going to be together no, or yeah. want a future with him. It was just like in this moment, can mm-hmm. we just love each other and like worship each other's magic yes and I think we need to be worshiping each other's magic more agreed um but I but another time I was hooking up with someone (laughs) I came home and I was like my friend really wanted me to get over my ex so she was like you gotta do this just you gotta get under someone to get over someone Mm -hmm. fuck the pain away yep (laughs) <laughs> I feel like this might this is my third episode where we say fuck the pain away, but it's like I love that song it's and it's so just my good. mantra. It is. It's yeah, well not mine lately, but it will be again someday. <laughs> I was over the toilet shaving my vagina and she came in with a razor and she was shaving my vagina with me to oh like hurry up the process. She was like, Lacey, you can fuck him with a bush. And I was like, I can't. I'm really over that now. I desperately want that kind of intimacy with women and I haven't had much of it. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's so like, I didn't have a sister and my cousins are both Virgos. So they are big on boundaries and yeah. So we never got like, like nobody in my family was cuddly and I even like, I remember watching the first episode of girls where like one of them's in the bathtub and the other's just in there. I say this all the time. I can meet a dog or a cat in the street, which like, I mean, I don't go anywhere, so it's only in the street. Um, I have like animals are my best teachers in this life. And I love animals, all the animals. I'm vegan, um, which I know is a hard road. I don't push on anybody, but you will amp up your psychic abilities and, and intuition big time by going vegan. So 
my <laughs> biggest teachers are always animals. And um, I swear I suffer over animals way more than I will ever suffer over a partner. And, or I shouldn't say suffer. I just, I go so much deeper with animals. And I can meet a dog or a cat, or even I had a squirrel who was tame recently. It was crazy. Now she's one of my power animals. I see her when I do readings and she's got massive wings like an eagle. It's so, it's so badass. Um, but I'll, I'll meet one of these animals and instantly I am in love with them. I love them so much. And I'll just pet them for five minutes and walk away with my heart chakra blasted open. And I used to say, yeah, we can't do that with people. We can only do it with animals. Why can't we do that with people? Why can't we love each other instantly? We are so guarded. And I mean, the last two years I've been working on my own vulnerability and I get called out on it all the time from by other psychics and letting myself be loved. And I have always done this thing that I think is so cute and challenging where I just make a man work really hard. Like, let's see how bad you want me. And <laughs> sometimes, I mean, like, sometimes they like it, but I think it's like my pretest for when I, when I show them like how triple fire I can be, like, are you going to stick around? How badly do you want this? And it doesn't really, it just delays the whole process. You know, and it's also me not willing to be vulnerable, but I, I do want to start looking in the eyes of people the way I can a dog and seeing yeah. more love. I feel like my guides just keep screaming in my ear. If you want more love, like love more, Ooh. love more. Like, I think we, or at least I have been really frantic at times of, am I going to be alone? Nobody loves me. Nobody likes me. I don't have family. It's this constant frantic voice in my head. And then when I've like let myself be calm, I'm like, oh, whenever I start feeling like I don't have friends or I don't have love or good sex, I'm like, oh, I need to be a better friend. Oh, yeah. I need to just like reach out and love more. I need to hold people. I want to be held. Oh, I need to hold people more and not to like get them to hold me. But I think a lot of times we think we're craving love, but I feel like what we're really craving is to love. Oh, I love that. And like what you're describing with the animals, it's like you're really loving them. Yes, they love you back, but it's really <laughs> like you kind of worshiping them. You're petting them. You're holding them. Mm-hmm. You're kind of seeking them out and paying attention to them. And I think our bodies and our spirits want to love yeah. pets, animals, each other, gods. But I think we're even afraid to worship gods and ourself because we're taught if we give love out that love is going to hurt us yes it's going to damage us so we sit up in our cold uh cave hoping <laughs> that people come and show us or shower us with love and we do love spells and then we create destruction yes and really we need to do the love spells on our body and go seek out Loving each other. Yep. And and I forgot to mention a really great way to do that love spell. Let's say you are ready to call in a specific type of love. Write a petition. Write what you want. 
and carve the main word into that candle and move it closer to you. Call in that yeah. thing. Like if it's it, like I have abandonment issues from my childhood. So I love stability, but I didn't used to be drawn to a stable man. Now I that's the problem. I just I know now that's what I need. And I think I'm also at a point where I just don't want to dick around if it's not going to last. We'll see. I would love to have like when when if we when when whatever happens happens. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm trying to be quiet about this stuff. I'm not going to talk about what I think is going to happen or, you know, um, but when we can uh, emerge from our caves again, I, you know, maybe we all do just go crazy fucking each other. You know, yeah. how is there, that would be amazing. Maybe that's what I have to kick me off. But like, I've been forcing myself, even as I kind of died a slow death in, in my home and not going out. I've been forcing myself to masturbate even when I don't want it because I'm like, I have to not neglect this part of myself. I do feel love and I do use orgasms. You know, I assign them tasks. Like I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, um, you know, this, I need to feel this way. This I need to banish, you know? And, and I also used to give my orgasms to Pan, who was my favorite for healing. And I mean, he's just like, he showed himself to me when I was just a kid, you know, and then he tell us, I love working with Pan too, but who? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us who Pan is. Oh, so Pan is the god of nature, and he's like um half goat, you know, a satyr, and and he's just like, I don't know, pure love. They've treated him as though he's a shepherd to move people through worlds and things. And he doesn't get a lot of credit, I think, for being as healing as he is. And he's very lusty. He loves music. He hangs out with fairies. He's just a pan likes to party. Yes. Yes. And also <laughs> like words like pandemic, pantamonium, all these things are from pan. So yeah. he is chaos, but um, he's got a really sweet loving side to him too. And it's funny because like I we took a time out. He showed himself to me when I first moved to New York. And I feel like like most women who have survived and overcome sexual abuse in childhood, there's this really awkward jump from child to woman. Like we don't have the, and then my aunt took me to buy my first bra, blah, blah. It's like, it's so hardcore. I remember a friend of mine telling me, like when I think back to the kind of clothes I would shoplift, they were all like little girl clothes for me. And I was locked into this. When I first went to New York, my friends called me Baby Spice. That was my nickname. And I just thought that was funny, whatever. But then later looking back, I'm like, oh my God, they were all doing such cool things. And I was this baby girl. I was just this little baby girl, which is what my guy, that's one of their pet names for me is baby girl. But um, so I I get there, I get to New York and um, I was having like all these there were all these like cute boys to have sex with and friends of friends. And I was at NYU for a minute and then I couldn't afford it. And it was oh, fine. <laughs> if anything, going to NYU taught me that I didn't need to go to school to be a real writer. Um, but I, I wanted to have sex and I wanted to have casual hookups, but nothing felt casual. It all felt so heavy because of my abuse and how I still attached sex to that when it was just power, you know, pedophiles aren't there but it is about dominance. You know, it's, it's totally unrelated to adult sex. And I had this super dreamy 
poli-sci major, bisexual dude in a punk rock band. And oh, he was so great. Vegan. Come visit me at NYU. And we were so frustrated and resentful in a couple of days of him sleeping on my floor because it felt like it would be the natural thing for us to hook up and we couldn't do it. He couldn't make a move. I couldn't let my guard down. And we just started to hate each other. And I would masturbate and Pan would show up. And I'd see, because he's also the green man. So I would just see like the trees or I would feel like the breeze and he would come in and he would just be like, this one's not special. Why are you making it special? It's just another guy, you know? I mean, and like, look at Peter Pan, you know, he is, Pan is eternal. He is childhood. And there are so many, even that statue is baby Pan. It's the child version of Pan that day. And I feel like I've learned how to integrate the two. And I mean, it's funny because I do know a lot of women who have problems orgasming, (laughs) you know, enjoying sex who have survived abuse, but I'm not one of them. My problem was connecting the dots to valuing myself and and also kind of taking this whole, um, well, if you sleep with them, you know, they, they're not going to respect you, which is what people tell us. And is not, the, I've been married twice. I've been engaged. I honestly don't know how many times. And I didn't make any of them wait. I, I had sex with everybody right away, you know, and it was yeah. on or it was off. And I am a very sexual person, but it did take a minute to like, make the jump. And I mean, it was like a literal jump. It was having faith in my womanhood and not just staying the abused child who, well, if I stay, if I stay a child, then I never have to become a a woman, you know? And why was woman so scary? A woman can defend herself. A child is, it was just, it was a very sad. There's so much correlation between um, like childhood sexual abuse. And then when, when we into adulthood sort of regressing mm-hmm. or um, arrested development, like yep. staying in these younger ages. I just did an episode for Horpod called Moan, where I talk about my own voice and how people knew I was being sexually abused or had been sexually abused in my life because they would talk like this. Oh my God. They would talk like a baby. And, and like, And like you, yes, I've read about this. Yeah, and and you see it with Britney Spears. You know Mm -hmm. what's happening with Britney Spears, right? She's you know being held against her will, essentially, and you can hear it in her voice where she's like, "Hi guys," like on her Instagram, like, "Oh," and I've been reading a lot about it, and psychologically we're taught to go in this higher octave to try to persuade others to help us. Oh my God. It's actually like a form of manipulation in a way because we desperately feel like we need help, but it's subconscious. How we baby talk to babies, it's because we're subconsciously telling them they're safe and that we're here to help them. But when we do it to other adults, it's saying we're not safe and we need you to help us. Ugh. That is so sad. And it's it's like very hard for me because even with people I like sometimes, like if I'm excited to talk to someone or if I'm starting to get nervous because I can be very socially awkward, I'll be like, hi, oh my God. And they're like, why are you talking like you're Mickey Mouse, Lacey? Wow. (laughs) And for years and years, I couldn't speak in my actual voice. 
And I think a lot of us don't know what our real voice sounds like mm. because our throat chakra is so cut. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people don't realize your throat chakra affects everything. Like you have yeah. to be a good listener to have a good throat chakra. And, and also a lot of people don't realize like all the chakras have to work to achieve actual enlightenment. So yeah. the throat chakra, people think it's just speaking your truth or not being cruel and talking shit about others, but it's also listening, you know, and like yeah. to yourself. I'm such an advocate of talking to yourself because that is, people ask me, this is the number one thing. How do I hear my guides? How do I hear my guides more? Talk to yourself because they talk through you constantly and yeah. and ask them before you go to sleep at night to say, I want to hear different voices from you. Please just show me different versions. And they do, but you have to ask for it. You, you, like yeah. We don't just show up and get everything because there'd be no point if it worked like that. Yeah. I love um, I love what you said though. I, I read that a long time ago about the high voices and I totally forgot about it. Yeah, it's it's truly it's still a work in progress for my own voice. When I got on a podcast last year, I couldn't talk into a mic. <gasps> like I didn't mean to start podcasting just to read. <laughs> I did a reading with Jessa Reed and she was like, Oh, you're gonna be on my podcast. And I didn't know like people listen to her podcast. And I had only just started listening and then it like yeah, and I remember I like cried before I recorded. I cried cried after I recorded just because I thought everyone was going to make fun of my voice because my whole life people have been making fun of my voice. Wow. I love your voice too. Uh, Yours is, I mean, yours is one of the only podcasts I listen to. Well, thank you. Um, I wanted to speak on something that you sort of mentioned and it was like, you were talking about people who have been sexually abused and that that it affects some people in the way that they don't feel comfortable having sex. Mm-hmm. But then it affects some people where they feel great having sex afterwards. Yeah. Or maybe not great, but like they become more sexual. And I think I want to speak on that for a little bit. Like for me, when I was being sexually abused, it hurt me physically. I think it fucked with the neurotransmitters in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, It created a flight or flight response in my body and increased my cortisol levels. So I'm not advocating it in any way. Mm -hmm. But even at a young age, there was something I knew magically and intuitively that I'm like, oh, that adult man is fucking with my body. Yeah. And this is bad. This doesn't feel good to me right now, but he's doing it because I'm sexually powerful. Yes. It was just weird. I just like knew oh, I was yeah. sexually powerful at, like, as a child. Yes, and I me was, too. So, so then when I like got into like teen years, I was just like – I wasn't even like really having a lot of sex as a teenager. I had a one boyfriend, but I would wear skirts and my body was developed – and teachers would be like pulling me out of class, asking me if I was having sex, calling in guardians to tell them about my sex life or ask them about my sex life. It was very weird, but it was, I feel like it was a reaction from all of these people who were feeling my sexual power and afraid of it. Yeah. I had the same thing. I had a guidance counselor pull me in and the boy 
that everybody knew I was dating and he believed we did have sex. And I was like, he has no idea what sex is if he thinks we have sex. And she threatened to call my parents. And I was like, are you just some pervert? It was, but this was also, I went to school in Florida. So it was definitely perverts everywhere. Um, No, uh, yeah. I made out with someone in the fifth grade and like the male teacher pulled me aside and called my mom. And it was like, I think she's doing this because she has boobs and you need to start (gasps) – it's always the girls with boobs. They always say this about – I all my friends had boobs. I didn't get mine until I was like 18. But yes, they were always preyed upon by the pervert adults. Sorry, go on. And An it outrage. felt like something was so wrong with me. And he told my mom that she needed to start dressing me in like baggy hoodies and mm-hmm. sweatshirts. And my mom's um, insane. <laughs> and uh, abusive but also very eccentric and like would – she would hurt me in the home, but protect me outside. Ugh. And she was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> to yeah. The teacher. And she was like, it's fine that you made out with someone. Just like when you start having sex, come to me. I'll give you birth control. My mom was always like, when I was like five, and she's like, whenever you have sex, come to me. I'll give you the pill. Don't get pregnant. If you want drugs, don't get them from the street. I'll get them for you. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do that stuff because it was just available. And I saw how it was damaging the people around us. My parents were um, very – I don't – I probably could have gotten birth control to my mom, um, although she did walk on me – walk in on me having sex once and just pretended – told me, like, you're lucky it was me and not your dad and sent me to bed. It was a sleepover with a Virgo, actually. Um, The first boy I had, like, consensual sex with. But – they always had liquor in the house and neither of them really drank and they would, they demystified it. And they were like, if you ever want anything, let us know. If if my crazy aunt would come over and make screwdrivers, they'd let us have <laughs> one. And so we didn't really like it. I was 25 when I really started drinking. I just thought yeah. this is just, what's a big deal? Um, totally. Yes. Yeah. It's been so fun. I love it's you. Been- <laughs> it's been so fun. I'm like, I should... Probably not keep you the rest of the day. I, I know. I, I know. I feel I feel the same way. I can't wait to have you in mind. We have to do more sex magic. We'll do like uh, – I mean, this was happy. People people have to visit this stuff. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go to the darkness. I do too. But I usually giggle along the way. I'm not um, – I don't uh, like all the love and light because there has to be the darkness too. You have both sides. And I feel yeah. like love and light is when is the easy way to hide the things that hurt. Love and light. And I need to be showing more love. That was a message that you really brought home for me today was yeah. showing yeah. love. And I, do, and I think some of the deepest love is going to the darkness mm-hmm. and is sitting with people in their darkness and their pain and the yes. truth. Yes. Yes. We all need to just be eating up our own pain. It's it's great. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is we're trapped inside and we just had Mercury retrograde so we were revisiting all of our worst memories and and some good ones too, but I think it was a really hard one for a lot of people. But I mean, Ooh, yeah. We're for me. Yeah, me too. It was like the worst one ever, but we're inside right now to visit this stuff. So, you know. Totally. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me. My website is my full name, AngelaLovell.com. And I'm lovelable on Instagram. Um, I have a psychic development course that I'm really proud of that I guarantee you will be psychic if you do it. And you don't need tools. It's, I mean, I love tarot and everything. I love, they're like toys, you know, but, but it's to yeah. actually activate your real senses on your own. 
That's um, awesome. Yeah. Oh, and com is my new baby. And it's like a, it's, it's a, a spiritual marketplace. So if you have stuff to sell or you're a reader of any kind, or you just want a reading or to buy weird witchy woo stuff, please come there. com. I'm so proud of it. It hasn't launched yet, oh. but, but it will any day, I'm sure. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for your magic. I've had so much fun. I'm sending you a ton of love and sacred fucking rage. Oh, I love you, Lacey. You love are a you. gift. listening to horror pod if you want to book a reading with me you can go to my website laceyfree.com or follow me on instagram at lacy is free for more of my poetry and i'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs if you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers or you want to do a healing session with me LaceyFree.com is a great place for that. If you want to support HorrorPod, I now have a Patreon. My Patreon is Lacey is free. And you can pay $5, $10, or $20. It's, it's just to pay what you can because I really want to break down hierarchy. It's just to help support HorrorPod, honestly. It's to help me make these episodes. I only do it if you feel called to it. And thank you for your support. I love you. And I'm sending you all sacred fucking rage. And love. <laughs>